Another new week. It's also the start of July, the first of July. The summer is well and truly here, folks, and it's here for us too on Waller's Island because I can confirm that we are in the Northern Hemisphere, just like you. But I can't give away any more info than that, as our time zone certainly remains undisclosed because Google Maps and that Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg fella have their crack teams working on our location. But I've got Andrew Cuthbert, the innovation maven, and a team of coders providing us with a ring of invisibility, with our only pregnability being when we pipe out the daily blast from Gavin's ass or the daily dose of mindset, motivation and massive action. But even then, Andrew tells me that we're 99.9% safe unless they get lucky. And as you know from listening to me, there's no such thing as luck. Anyway... Let's crack on with today's episode, which is episode 86 of the Speed Mentor Podcast, with yours truly, Gavin Wall, the secret sauce maker and chief walrus. Now, this episode is about productivity, but the genesis of it arises from a recent occurrence when I was on daddy daycare duties, when my lovely wife, Helen, headed off for five days, in fact, I should say five well-deserved days to Spain. Now, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned that in the pod before, but seriously, when you're knocking out as many episodes as I do, you can lose track of just where you are. So apologies if I'm getting to the stage where I'm repeating myself. Anyway, as I say, Helen's break was well-deserved, so there were zero complaints at my end, and I actually love looking after the kids, as my approach is a little different from Helen's. When she's here, she's the boss, but when I'm here, the kids are the boss. No, no, when I'm here, I'm the boss. Uh, I'm actually, I'm actually, I don't know whether you believe this or not, but I'm actually much stricter um, with the kids around work. Now, I'm tighter on structuring their days and I draw up timetables for them each and every day. But uh, but they also get far more pocket money from me than Helen as I reward them when they actually deliver. Now, the first day or two, it's always a struggle to get them to commit to more work. Um, and the work might be something like reading um, piano practice and, and things like that but by the second day they're into the swing of it and they've adapted to my regime now for myself I feel I'm pretty productive if not very productive but I'm always looking for more in addition to looking after the children for five days on my own we had loads of parties fun days and play dates to get to but I also had loads and loads and loads of work to get through too uh, uh, and had five episodes of the Speed Mentor podcast to do, which is tough enough when there's two of us here. So I was really worried um, that I simply wouldn't be able to get my work done. Now, I thought I drilled all of the productivity that I have left in me. I thought I'd already got that all. But do you know what? I actually found more. I found more productivity in me from somewhere. I dug deep. I dug really deep. You know, like when you're about to go on holiday and you somehow manage to get one month's work done in the last few days. We all know that feeling. You didn't think it was possible, but when there was a hard deadline there, um, it just had to be done. And as if by magic, somehow you managed to get through it all. I'm sure you've all had that feeling. Well, the really successful people live in that rare air when only, where only a few of them breathe it. And then they deliver that. That type of level of productivity 
just before others, the others who get it just before they're going on holiday. They live that level of productivity day in, day out. Now imagine you delivered that level of productivity just before you go on holidays that you can imagine, uh, that you can, uh, and you did that all year long. Now, if you can get a month's work done in a week, and I reckon we all can when we're about to go on holidays, then you could get four and a half years worth done in one year. Or you could do 200 years worth of work in one week in life. Now, is it any wonder that some have huge success if they can gain the compound interest effect of doing this repeatedly over extended periods? So it got me thinking about all the hacks that might help you build additional productivity into your life, some of which I use and some of which are used by others who are operating in this rare air where success lies. And I'm going to fly through them all today and blast them out and hopefully you'll take enough away from them. I think we've got a dozen hacks on productivity that myself and or some of the the most successful people in the world use. And I'll highlight the ones that I use and I'll highlight the ones that I've got from elsewhere. So number one, you have 20 hours or 20, 20 hours per day. You have 24 hours per day per day. That's 1,440 minutes per day. Now it's time to start making every minute count. Like Elon Musk, Bezos and others make every single minute counts. Their meetings are literally in 15 minute slots. 15 minute slots. It's straight down to business. No faffing about. No talking shit about what happened at the weekend. It's, we've got business to do. What are we doing? Now, time is in short supply. It is a, it's finite, unlike other resources. So think about maximising every single minute rather than frittering away hours. Now, until we can manage time, we can manage nothing else. That's what Peter Drucker said. Uh, he's a renowned, one of the renowned business thinkers of the 20th century. So instead of thinking about a meeting for an hour where you talk a lot of shite before and after, blah, 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 start thinking about 15 minute or half hour meetings. Now, number two, eat that frog. We've done an episode on this recently. Stop kissing frogs and start eating them. Now spend the first couple of hours, maybe quite early before the rest of your home is up and about, maybe from five o'clock in the morning, from six o'clock in the morning and get your big, ugly, highest KRA or key result area done first. What's going to add most value to your day? Knock that out first. Do that task. Let the endorphins flow and the rest of your day is a lot easier from there. Now, number three, beat procrastination. Use hard deadlines. Use accountability partners. Now, try the Mel Robbins five-second rule, which is really simple. If If you have an instinct to act on a goal, you must physically move within five seconds or your brain will kill it. And she goes to herself, I'm going to do X. And she goes, five, four, three, two. And she's off before she says one. Every time you have something to do that's of serious nature or a big KRA for you, just five, four, three, five second rule, off you go. So beat the, the procrastination. Give yourself hard deadlines. A bit like when I was talking there about going on holiday. Number four, all time is scheduled. All time is scheduled. This will sound weird for those that don't do it, but all of us, all of our time must be scheduled, particularly family time. And doubly so for time with the kids. Kids love their time being scheduled and love knowing when it's fun time or shopping time. They also work far better and harder when their time is scheduled. 
I've tested this to the nth degree. If you have a free Saturday afternoon and you say you'll do an hour's reading, they invariably say no. But if you say this is a schedule for the day, this is a football hour, this is a TV hour, this is an hour for reading, they do it every single time, even during, during the holidays. Now, adults are just the same. The schedule is, in the, go- is the good stuff around the grind rather than your day just being like a pea soup of nothingness. So if you schedule in the tough stuff, as long as there's, it's like a shit sandwich and you have good stuff around it, you'll get it done. By the way, do you know what I'm going to do? This scheduling piece, particularly around the children, I'm going to do an episode, um, I'll, in fact, I'll do it later this week, just about how to schedule time with your kids because it's absolutely huge, in my personal opinion, and it'll help you with your own scheduling too. Number five, notebook for your ideas. You've heard me talk about keeping notes on ideas in my iPhone. I have hundreds of them and I go through them regularly. I keep a notebook for meetings, for all the good info I come across that will help me build my business or for anything that I've learned. Journaling, writing, gratitude journal, aid memoir. These are all incredibly important um, things. And as Aristotle Onassis said, one of the wealthiest men in the world at the time, um, always carry a notebook Write everything down that is a million uh, uh, write everything down that is a million dollar lesson that they don't teach you in business school. Number six, schedule your time, schedule your time for LinkedIn, social and email. If you respond to every ping and vibration on your phone, you are nothing more than a rat in the wheel in terms of productivity. You're just chasing and chasing and chasing after it. I have switched um, my pings, etc. off, albeit, I must say, on an iPhone. When an app updates, the notifications can't start again. And it's a bit trickier than it is with an Android phone to mute everything. And I have actually struggled with that over the last sort of nine months since I switched to iPhone. But check these um, check these at certain scheduled times of your day or at any time um, I get stuck is when, say, so if I'm eating my lunch or if I'm bouncing between meetings or if I've got a wee bit of dead time, that's when I go in and check my phone to see what emails or WhatsApp messages um, or what um, social stuff is coming through to me. I don't do it whenever I'm sitting doing productive stuff. Now, this is critical if you want to crack the productivity glass ceiling. Number seven, this next one is still a work in progress for me, but we all need to be better at this. Now, think about it. How often do you have three or four meetings in your day? And that's about all that you actually achieve in that one particular day. Now, each meeting, as I said earlier on, involves a catch-up, then a chat about what's happening in the world, then your meeting, and then some more chat, adding the time to buy the teas and the coffees, uh, and to move around between meetings, and that's your day done. This is what an unproductive life looks like. Now, I get asked for meetings all the time, and invariably I say no, unless there's a very specific point and likely to be some actionable business from them. Now, if someone's thrown their own Hail Mary pass and hoping I'll catch it for them, I'll usually advise them to attend one of my events and let them buttonhole me for five minutes at the end or the start of the event. Now, don't bother saying, now, don't bother saying lunch and a coffee's on me. That'll not get you a meeting with me or with anybody who's productive because we can afford our own tea and we can afford our own coffee, and we can afford our own lunch. That's not going to get you a meeting. You'll have to come up with more than that. Now, my development area is that when I do have meetings, I let them go on too long, and I should shorten them, and you should work on that too to up your level of productivity. Number eight, leading on from the last point, and this depends on where you are in your development of your business or your personal development. At the start, um, you should say yes to lots of stuff, 
as you will find your way, you will build your network, you'll develop your relationships. But as you build that head of steam and you know where you're going and your time is short, it's then time to start saying no to nearly everything. Now, Warren Buffett, one of the world's richest uh, people uh, and its most successful investor, says the difference between successful people and the very successful people is that the very successful people say no to almost everything. Now, when the great man says something, you should listen. So if you've set your grill of goals and you're checking your goal card each and every day, there's a simple question to be asked when you have to decide whether to say yes or no to something. And it's this. Does this take me closer to my gorilla goal? Does it take me closer to my gorilla goal? If the answer is not in the affirmative, then it's a great big no. So if it doesn't take you closer to your gorilla goal, it's a big fat no. Now, number nine, the Pareto Principle, or the 80-20 rule, as it's raised its head many times in these podcast episodes. And there's a very good reason why it keeps raising its head, and that's it doesn't matter what industry or sector you're in, um, that but 80% of the positive results will come from just 20% of your activities. To become really productive, you must identify the 20% of your productive activities, which is gener- which are generating the 80% of the results, and then hammer those 20% relentlessly. All the world's successful people do this metronomically. Number 10, delegation. Every task you have, you should ask yourself, can I outsource this task to someone else, and who can I outsource it to? Do this until your role is virtually redundant and then start working on even higher value tasks. This was my biggest takeaway from listening to Richard Branson um, um, speaking in Dublin a couple of years ago. And he said, the art of delegation is one of the key skills an entrepreneur must master. Now, this guy is generally hands on in a business for no more than three months. And then everything is delegated out after that. That just blew my mind when he started talking about this stuff. Now, if someone uh, can do a task, I've talked about this before, someone can do a task in your business up to 80% of your standard, that's good enough for you to move on to something else. Number 11, the one-touch rule. Now, I'll tell you what, procrastinators are bad at this one. Now, every document, every email, every letter, every invoice gets touched, touched just once. Read it once, then take the action. Do not set it down to come back to it or store it or file it for later. Deal with it immediately so you don't have to reread, reconsider and double up on your time. This is simple to master and so effective if you implement it. Number 12 and finally, practice a consistent morning routine. You have a whole episode on this um, uh, uh, which is all about nailing down your morning routine and I'll refer you back, refer you back to that it's early in the post- podcast series. So nourish your mind, your body and your soul every morning. As you know, the first thing I do every single morning is that I drink a litre of water that I've placed beside my bed from the night before and that's my day off to a great start. Gratitude, good food, exercise, rise early, sleep well, meditate and do your KRAs first to build your morning routine then that sets the stage for the the rest of your day. So there you have it, Warlers, 12 life hacks to turbocharge your productivity so that you can deliver like a titan of industry does. This stuff really, really works. If you can up your game in each of these areas, your outcomes in life will transform. Now, if you've had value from this free resource, why not give me that subscription you've been promising me in the back of your mind? Or even better, that review you know that you do owe me. Come on, stop pulling out me. 
today's the day you're going to give me the review. Now, maybe just bless me like uh, CPJ O'Neill did. He gave me a review and thanks very much CPJ O'Neill. And he titled it, An Enjoyable End to the Working Day. I listen, says the, the, the review, I listen to the podcast on my way home from work in the evenings and it makes me reflect and self-assess as to whether I have pushed myself enough that day and challenged the status quo in order to reach my guerrilla goals. There's a wee bit more around productivity for you there, Mr O'Neill today, and I hope you implement all of that stuff too. And if you do, you'll get to your guerrilla goals even quicker. That's your lot for today. Keep your mind open to continual improvement. Keep seeking out the answers to the questions we're posing as we talk to the wall. And one day, you'll get your very own passport to wall residing. But it's your choice. I'm a man on a mission.